Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Books Podcast. We have made our way past the Super 9, we have found ourselves in the Land of the Eight, and in this case, the Land of the Eight Part 1? Um, so yeah, it should be an exciting time. We're going to talk about four people and a lot of things that go down there with it. I am your host, Puya the Chicken Dinner, Zan Vakili, for very obvious reasons, and of course, never alone. I'm here with my great co-host, Liana, the bronze medal, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I really don't want to explain your winner, winner, chicken dinner reference, because I would rather the people who don't get it just be like, what the hell is he talking about? Why is he a chicken dinner and why is it self-explanatory? So fine, I will bite. We played in an RHAP sequester game. Puya won. I came in third. Therefore, I'm the bronze medalist because I am forever the third place of RHAP and nothing ever changes. So here we are. But I would like it to be known that you you killed it. You accounted for a lot of the reason why I was able to be called the chicken dinner. But yeah, uh, I, I dragged you there. You're welcome. <laughs> it, it, this is not that podcast. Um, and I'm not about to get into a war about who did who and who bested who? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it came out wrong. Whatever. I want to move on. <laughs> Moving on up. Okay. So we're here to talk about the mass singer. Uh, this was, this was <laughs> part one of the final eight. It was a four, two V two, AKA four people bout. And there were two face offs. And then there was one SmackDown and one unmasked singer. Liana. Before we dive into anything else, how did you feel about watching this episode? Okay. I'm going to come right out and talk about my overall feelings because I think it's going to be hard for me to wait for the end of the episode to discuss this. Okay. So let's talk about the schedule for the remaining episodes of The Mass Singer. Okay. So this week we got the described as the mother of all final face-offs part one which just rolls off the tongue as the title of the episode aka the first four of the final eight compete Mm -hmm. then next week we have the sing-along spectacular which is described as previously seen performances with subtitles We'll go back to my feelings on this. The episode, the, ap- <laughs> the episode after that is the part two of the mother of all final face-offs, which is the second four of the final eight. Then we're going to get a top six. We're going to get a top five. No, These are no, individual no. episodes. Sorry. Battle of the sixes. Fine. Battle of the sixes. Battle of the fives. Battle of the fours. The Road to the final episode, which is for some reason a sec- another episode of something recap, perhaps. Then a final three, the top three. Okay, that means that our finale is May twenty seventh. Okay, let's just take this in in comparison to to season two. Okay, season two we did a total of ten podcasts. This is our eleventh podcast of this season, and with seven more weeks. We will be at a total of 18 weeks of this yeah. show. This uh-huh. is and far too long. I'm so bored. Hey, people are enjoying listening to us. So I think the people win. I think we get to talk about this show for a while. 
I think that's a win. I agree with you. The schedule's ridiculous. The format's been bad this year. But let's look at the silver linings. Bronze medal. And those are? <laughs> that. I want to do a sing-along episode. A sing-along okay. spectacular. What so are, I've already what thought are we about even going to talk about? I think next week, here's what we do, okay? So everyone who's going to watch the sing-along spectacular next uh. week, watch it, and then we'll watch it. And we'll come on. We're not going to take notes. And we'll talk about it if it comes up. But throughout this week, at me, at Puyaism, at Liana, at Liana RHJP. And send us any questions you have about Mass Singer or otherwise. And we'll have our own hang along spectacular. And we'll answer some questions. And we'll hang out. And it'll be fun. And we might talk some Mass Singer in there as well. Win win. I vote, I, I vote, okay, here, how about this? How about we talk about the mass Singer each week for about, I don't know, like 10 minutes, 10 no. to 20 minutes, and then we get to talk about other stuff. No, uh, I, that is not the assignment. Uh, <laughs> the assignment is we talk about the mass Singer, and the perks are we get to have some banter. But if we flip it and it's more banter than... <laughs> Mass Singer, then it's no longer a Mass Singer podcast. And exactly. <laughs> this is the Mass Singer Rahapa. Uh, okay, fine, fine. All right, fine. All right. Well, I'll look, I feel a little bit better. I got that out of my system. I got to complain a little bit. That always makes me feel better. So I will now slightly more happily talk about what happened in the sorry i want to get the name right because it's so crucial the mother of all final face-offs part one yes and now we can flip it and reverse it and you can answer the question i asked you that brought us here of so liana what did you think of this episode disappointed at night angel not a great song choice uh turtle v astronaut was a fun matchup i think the correct person won and i think that that is based like even just based on our predictions from last week i think that that makes sense okay well um i'll give my feedback on what i thought this episode was um i so my only qualm i've won qualm because i actually enjoyed the episode surprisingly enough i do not like the way they spread these two teams, these two groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it last week, and having um, the Banana and the Rhino be in one group kind of damned this group to a, not shock elimination, but like upsetting elimination. Because I think at the end of the day, the Kangaroo was someone who should have probably hit top six, but now they're not. They're out eight. Um, not a big, big deal ultimately, but it's fine. And uh, yeah, so that that's there. And then we, you know, get into all this and boom, here comes the judges. They're going through baggage claim. How did you like this opening for the show? Well, at first I was confused by it. Because I was like, why is this happening? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay. I guess it fits thematically with what they're going to do for some of the clues this episode. So, like, okay, that's fine. Um, It was fine. It didn't really make me laugh, but it also didn't upset me. So, So, (laughs) this season, more than the first two, you can definitely tell they're starting to lean into the, the family audience more. They're starting to lean into the kids' audience more. Uh, because, you know, Nicole dumps out 18 phones onto the thing. Jenny dumps out snacks. Robin dumps out combs. Ken dumps out mass Singer merch and then says, you know exactly who I am. These are definitely for the kids. If I was younger, I would have definitely been rolling around the floor laughing. If I was with children, 
I'm sure the children would be laughing. So I kind of understand what their approach is. Um, but like I said, it's a new thing for me because this wasn't here before. So now I'm like, this is a little bit more family centric than it used to be. Even though we had twerking in the episode. I don't know. I guess you could say that. Or it's a, hey, we have to fill the episode with other stuff because we're stretching the season out so long. So that's my personal view of it. But yeah, sure. I mean, again, like, uh, yeah, it was very, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Well, we come into the night and we're going to have Night Angel versus Kangaroo and Turtle versus Astronaut. And of course, the SmackDown is coming back. And Nick Cannon prompts us and says, get ready to gird your loins, America. It's the Masked Singer. Yeah, which is crazy because that's a phrase that I had never heard before and have now heard twice on two different reality TV shows in the span of what, like three weeks? Not even. Not even. It's like 10 days. Two weeks. No. When did yeah. you? When did, because it was Yule, right? And yeah, he said Yule. that in his... Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, like 15 days at this point. Two weeks, not three weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, Pearl. Pearl agrees. Well um, but yeah, so that was kind of funny. I, I honestly, I didn't even notice until like you pointed it out, and then on my rewatch, I was able to hear it. So, um, so yeah, so that was fun. I, I think in terms of the format, this is the format that I like the most. I like having two people go up against each other, and then have it come to the SmackDown because it's more exciting because you have you know now a total of three sort of i don't want to say reveals but like three times where somebody gets chosen versus just one and so i i really like this and you get more performances which i think get, you get to see more of each of the singers and i like that as well okay well because i was just about to throw it back to you and be like hey um so last week they had three choices where there were three vote reveals and then a fourth vote reveal so there was four but did you like that? But then you said more performances. So I guess like if they did the three, but then they had the bottom three from each group perform in a, uh, a three-way SmackDown, well, you would have enjoyed that better. Yes, because I like there being some sort of repercussions for being in the bottom instead of just like what another vote. Is that what it was? It was just another vote. Uh, yeah, they ended up in the bottom three, and then the bottom three got revoted for who was right. the ultimate bottom three. Right, like if they had performed again, that would have been pretty cool. Like against each other, at least. Yeah, I don't know how you would do a three way SmackDown, but I mean, uh, you know, I, RuPaul's Drag Race did a three person lip sync at the finale oof. one time. Yeah, that was garbage. It was really hard to watch everybody. It was just so distracting. And I remember I was out at a bar and like it was like I'm getting whiplash, like watching all these people. But the way that they do it here is, you know, you go one by one. So I think it would be, you know, you'd just be three sequential performances. So that I think yeah. would probably be fine. Yeah, that would be fine. That would be fine. So, um, you know what wasn't fine, though, is Nick Cannon's sparkling tux. Did you notice this? I did not. I think I must have been distracted because I do not remember what Nick was wearing at all. It, he bothers me. Okay, what, like in general? Uh, yeah, uh, not, not a fan. Not a fan of the Nick Cannon. What do you have against um, Nick Cannon? What? Well, first of all, this guy did a diss track on Eminem last season. Remember that? Remember that timeline? Yeah. 
And then really, like, he feel it like he is way too cocky. And I think that's my big takeaway is that he's really feeling himself. And I'm not into that. So, yeah, and his sparkling tux is too much. And it doesn't match the bedazzled shoes. It's just it's just too much. Like you're hosting the mass Singer, not the Oscars, my man. Calm down. He does like to scold the judges, which, to be fair, I get it. So I can't really complain about that. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. He has a new, um, what's the word? Like new dynamic or new, new trope now where he, he messes with Ken Jong a lot and he keeps telling Ken Jong to sit his ass down. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But like, meh. <laughs> yeah, meh, meh indeed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we have a guest judge this episode that we haven't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Star of community alongside (laughs) Ken Jong. We have Yvette Nicole Brown. Did you notice did or did I not notice? Did they show her at the beginning like they've done the other judges or were we actually given an opportunity to have a reveal here? Yeah. No, like you mean like with the mask? Wait, did she do the mask reveal? No, she did do a mask reveal, but did they, in the preview of, like, what's coming this episode, did they show her or not? Do you remember? I do not remember. I don't think so, because Mm -hmm. I was surprised. Okay. But also, Uh, I don't really pay attention anymore, so it could have gone either way. Yeah, really, uh, really uh, make me carry the heavy load here, Haliana. Look, here's the deal. Last time, I only had to do 10 episodes. Now I have to do 18. So pretty much I get to do 50% of the work for each of these episodes. And then that's equal to what I did last season. (laughs) To the already 50% that you were doing prior? How dare you? (laughs) You know what? Uh, I was going to defend myself, but I genuinely have no good defense. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. No, it's fine, Leon. I'm just I'm just yanking your chain. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right, okay. So, Yvette's here. Love Yvette. She was great on the night. Where does she fall in your judge ranking of the season? Provided that you remember all the judges that have been on, because I really don't, because I'm pretty sure there was like eight of them. Oof, this is rough. Okay, I remember liking T-Pain and Jamie Foxx. That's two. And then she would be in my third slot. Okay, so she's ahead of Jason Biggs, Will Arnett, Leah Remini, and Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, rough. Will Arnett, and wasn't Joel McHale there too? And Joel McHale. There you go. Five Uh, other guests. Okay, I'm going to put Will Arnett and Joel McHale tied for fourth because in my head they're merging into the same person as like tall semi-attractive white man so I'm going to put them fourth and then there were others honestly everyone else was I don't remember I think Gabrielle Iglesias did okay who? Gabrielle Iglesias what's his name? Iglesias Iglesias yeah like Enrique oh Iglesias Iglesias. there's no N <laughs> and then who are the other people? Jason Biggs and who? Leah Remini. Oh yeah, Leah Remini was probably the worst. Yeah. And Jason Biggs was also not great. Yeah, no one I, cares. He had to promote something, right? That's what he was there for. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Yvette was good. I liked Yvette. Um, she wasn't the best, but she also wasn't the worst. So that's about as much as I can ask for. As long right. as you come in there 
and you do a better job at entertaining me than the actual judges, right. then yes. you've done an amazing job. Yeah, she was like having fun. She was trying. Her guesses weren't correct, but that's fine. I don't really correct guesses is for me is not like a it helps, but it's not a deal breaker. And also, I've been watching a lot of community recently, so it was <laughs> nice to see her back on my television screen in a non-community form. Right. Yes. Yes. We'll leave that for another day, but I'm not really a fan of her on Community. I mean, her character, not her. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Yes. For save, another it, day. save it for the sing-off <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. long podcast. If anyone would like to add us at Leon RHP, at Puyism, and ask that question of why don't you not like her on the show, we'll dive in next week. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Okay. So then I wanted to get your opinion on this nickname that was given to last week's fallen i don't want to say angel but angel um so nick cannon said absolute audience favorite first of all the gronky kong boo boo indeed enough jibber jabber enough nonsense enough sidestepping it let's dive right in and talk about the first matchup of the night you've got the night angel versus the kangaroo and you have already prefaced this the Promo, it just do- dove right in with no like. You're gonna say foreplay. Of, I'm about to say foreplay, but like there was no clue package, like prompt. There was no like, oh, they're both coming out on stage and facing off. We just dove into a package, and the package was basically the two of them having a standoff and kind of trash talking each other, which I didn't really care about mm-hmm. because. Now, because there's no like, it's not like a, sh- a competitive reality show where they're building up a feud between two people or like there's friction between two people. So for them to bring them in and now like Kangaroo's like Night Angel is the Goliath to my David. It's like, really? Like, is that a thing that you were thinking up until this point? No. So it was like, and it was very vague. It was very generality. Like performing is effortless for the night angel and then the night angel said i can't think of a more worthy adversary than the kangaroo she's feeling all the things and she's faced a lot of adversity and she worries me her strength worries like okay you know what i mean like this i yeah and it came out on i mean it was i mean obviously it's all fabricated right but it was like that like what what is even going on we actually had somebody who reached out to us who was messaging me like literally as we record um who told me that they went to the taping and they did not see the face-off packages before the night angel versus kangaroo battle or the turtle versus the astronaut which i know from other people who have gone to tapings they've been able to see the clue packages because the clue packages are important so like clearly these packages were not important if the audience didn't get to see them, right? So I think that that just adds to the evidence that these were useless. Right. Yeah. It just didn't provide much. All it did was, I don't know. I don't know what it did, but it, it kind of served as a two minute interlude before we got into the performance, is what I'm going to see it as. Right. Which is fine. All right. Fine. Okay. And boom. Let's dive in. And here comes the Night Angel. And the Night Angel is performing. Damn, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain, and so I would like to take a crack at this first, if I may. You go, girl. It started awful. She Mm. sounded way different. It didn't even sound like she was supposed to sound like she's singing. To me, it sounded off. The backup dancers were great. The background was great. The motif was great. It was like star-based. Like, not like a celebrity star, but like a star star. So that was all good. But for me, the vocals were not good. 
until we got into midpoint and it felt like she picked it right back up and it got better. Am I alone in this or do I, am I crazy or not? No, no. I mean, I think I said it at the top of the show. It was like, I was disappointed by Night Angel because I feel felt exactly the same way that you did. I think this yeah. is a bad song choice for her. And I think that her attempt to do that vibrato just did not translate well. So I think that this was a little bit of a misstep and I was genuinely nervous that she was going to go like go to the Smackdown because I thought the kangaroo was going to be the one out of this episode because of like you mentioned at the top of the show that Rhino and the banana were are in the other group. Uh, mm. So uh, so yeah, I, I felt like she was a little bit out of breath. Like the backup dancers were also very distracting. They had those weird eye mask things. I don't know if this is because I had high expectations, but I did feel a little disappointed, especially because I do love that song as well. It just seemed like a bad choice for her overall. I mean, I could see you being you coined her as the winner of the season. I know. And I that was not her. a winner's performance. I know. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. I know. Um, no, I, and I think like. I commend the Night Angel for really no. trying to do different songs and different genres and really give us something new each week. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be the stickler and be like, oh, that wasn't good. And like, that's a write up. No, like, I think this is something that the Night Angel can definitely bounce back from. And like I said, the first half was awkward and weird, but then the second half, it was fine. It was the Night Angel we've come to know. So, right. Well, and that's the thing is, is that the, uh, it wasn't as bad because I had seen some tweets. It was like, oh, my gosh, Night Angel bombed. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting as well, but I was still disappointed. But she's. I want to give her props for doing what you said, like going out on a limb, which I will give props to the astronaut for the same thing, because I appreciate when people don't try to just stay in their wheelhouse. Rhino looking at you, boy. So that I will commend her for. But it was a little rough, a little rough. Just a little rough. A little rough. Uh, (laughs) uh, I tried to think of a pun. I couldn't. Uh. Well, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, We'll bark at it later. Okay, so. Here come the judges, and they've got some stuff to say. Um, they talked about being only... Robin Thicke mentioned that they're only relatively stupid, because Yvette was like, for you, those of you watching at home, like it really is different here. You don't have Google, and you're not like looking at your computer. You're not talking to your friends. And then Robin Thicke was like, yeah, we're not that stupid. We're only relatively stupid. So I appreciated that. And like you mentioned, we have a new clue system this week. And the clue system is, hey... Uh, baggage check because who doesn't love reminiscing about the times they're at an airport because that's always a good time you know getting screened that's always love that it's a highlight of my trip every time and uh yeah we're gonna put their luggage through the machine and we're gonna see what's inside and we had a crown there was an ostrich there was a snow globe slash crystal ball with the night angel inside it and there was a bee And the luggage tag said, boss, and the bag is mine. So, Liana, as the Night Angel's number one fan, and as someone who probably feels stronger about the Night Angel's identity than I do, tell me, what are we, what are we seeing here? Okay, so it's obviously Candy Burris. Is it obvious? Obvious reasons? No, I have no idea. I don't know what the slow go, slow, slow. Slow go? snow globe i don't know what the snow globe means i was like is it a bee or a wasp does it make a difference is it a crown because she's the queen bee like how many queen bee clues have we heard throughout the course of these three seasons is it a turkey or is it an ostrich i wrote down turkey is it a turkey or is it an ostrich 
It's an ostrich. It looked like an ostrich. Are you sure it's not a turkey? If it's a turkey, will that get you closer to an answer? <laughs> no. Then it's not a turkey. <laughs> gobble, 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 boys. <laughs> Why boys? <laughs> I don't know. Like, because it's like the clue. It's like, we got them. We got them, boys. We got them, gals. I don't know what's happening right now. You know, you know, I do not. You know what I'm talking about. Nah, fam. Yeah. <laughs> so if it was Candy Burris and there was a second B, I would have been like, oh, two B's, B, B, big brother, celebrity big brother. It's Candy Burris. But that didn't happen. So I don't know what one B means. <gasps> yeah, we haven't seen any celebrity big brother clues. No, none. This That's the only thing I really know about Candy. For me to be able to be like, oh, I, I figured it out. So I can't. Um, are we sure it's a snow globe and not a crystal ball, though? Is that out? Oh, you thought it was a crystal ball. That's what I thought it was until they said snow globe. And I was like, I think there's a crystal ball. Oh, maybe. Uh, who? Oh, Raven Simone. Yes. Who was there with the crystal ball? That was a thing. So maybe it's Raven again. No. Raven the sequel. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I- the return of the <laughs> Raven. <laughs> She's back. Is ostrich like ostracized? Is that what it's supposed to be? They're like ostrich is when Candy was ostracized from her girl group. You know what? To be 100% honest with you, sure, it could be. Because we'll talk about some of the clues later that get revealed for the the kangaroo. And like, oh, we I will. mean, I, I have, oh, those, I that's mean. where my qualms come in. I feel like you've had oh. hella qualms. <laughs> I've got one qualm and it comes at the end. I'm a qualm all over. Let's do this You're later. Qualm cut. Qualm. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I can't put in the effort. It's hard. <laughs> so then the night angel also gives them a verbal clue, which essentially is look at the clues for all of them. The night angel said, I present to you these clues so you can stop winging it with your guesses, which was more shade than clue. Stop winging it. Okay, here's what I was confused about. Do you think that those were genuine clues or do you think that that was just a reference to who the person was? Because the winging it thing for the night angel, because she's got wings for the astronaut when he said you have to unearth who I am, which how is Earth even a clue? Like, oh, you're from Earth? Oh, my God. It has to be someone from Earth. It's, Amazing. No. Shocking. These lines are the Mike Bloom sentence where you're just trying to <laughs> pun it up and serve it to the judges on a platter. It's a pun platter. Oh, like a poo-poo platter, but it's a pun-pun platter. Well done. <laughs> nah, poo-poo platters are really good. I mean, sounds appealing. I would not want a pun-pun platter. That sounds terrible. So you opt for poo-poo over pun-pun. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? No. Can't, because that clip in isolation is very damning. So <laughs> You said it, okay? I didn't. I didn't say it. It's too. I, it's, not, it's on the <laughs> podcast now. Everyone has heard it. Okay, well, let's take a bridge and get out of here. Okay, so... The judges went with Taraji P. Henson, who's been guest pretty much every week for the Night Angel now, uh, Kiki Palmer, and Vanessa Williams was Yvette Nicole Brown's guest. Do, do sure. have any of these guesses swayed you off of your decision that this is Candy Burris? I mean, because to be honest, I have no idea. I don't know who this is. That was my one guess that one week, but yeah. like, who knows? And I mean, th- since you've said that, I feel like we've heard the Night Angel singing like eight different voices. So how are you so sure? Right. 
No, no, no. But see, like, that's what I'm saying is that that's why I didn't guess her for a long time because I, I couldn't hear it. This is the only way I think I'm ever going to guess anybody is if I recognize their voice. It's the same way that you got Daughtry last season. It's the same way that it, it, and whom? Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne. It's the same way I got Hunter Hayes. Like, I'm horrible at the clues. The only way that the clues are useful to me is if I already have a guess based on the voice. And then I essentially go back and try to validate my own guess with the clues. Like, that's the only way I can guess anybody. I'm so bad at, like, actually taking the clues, putting them together into some cohesive narrative that actually makes sense with a celebrity. You're not that bad. Remember when you thought... Oh, I'm that bad. No, remember when you thought the T-Rex was an archer? From the seventies, <laughs> like, and then I was so close. And then I was you, so close on that one. And then when you came up with the short list for Miss Monster, and there were nine people on the list, like you're good. You're very good, including people who had passed away. So yeah, really doing a great job. Yeah, I'm so good. You know what wasn't good? I mean, it was fine. It wasn't good enough. Is the Kangaroos' performance? Yeah, it was fine. I really like the song. I, I mean, the song is great. And they rightfully, the one person who's pretty much canceled since, their feature was kind of cut out the song, which is great. Oh, Chris Brown, yeah. Right. Um, I love this song. And I thought it was okay. I here, So, okay. Actually, I have a very important opinion I want to I put out here. So, we saw four performances on the night, okay? Two of them okay. had Razzle Dazzle, a.k.a. flashy dancers, backgrounds, motif, everything's like up, up, up energy. We had two of those. And then we had two solemn performances, vocal performances, very focused on the music and the singing. And one of the artists is allowed to get away with it because their vocal range is incredible. And one of them was the kangaroo. I think the kangaroo had a good shot at actually upsetting the night angel. I do. I think if the kangaroo had picked a more up-tempo song or had more going on on stage and engaged the audience, I could see the kangaroo making it out because the performance was okay. Like, I think night angel had a hard start, but then got better and was fine by the end. Whereas mm-hmm. kangaroo was like, just all right, from the beginning to the end, it was fine. The one note at the end was incredible, but vocally otherwise, it was fine. So by not having the razzle-dazzle, by not having the, uh, the, the little bit of pep in the step, it was missing that element to take it to the uh, upper echelon, to be considered by the audience as, hey, I can justify giving my vote to the kangaroo. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't giving me enough, especially versus the Night Angel, it was not enough. If this was a performance against... Um, the banana, I would still be worried because the banana is a lot more razzle dazzle than vocal. So mm-hmm. this was a very, from my perspective, I felt like the night angel had a huge misstep, but then there was no capitalizing from the kangaroo. And at the end, the kangaroo pays for it. Out of her pouch. <laughs> yes. With a baby roo. Was he's not the baby root isn't currency. Oh, that's right. Our new currency is what toilet paper, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, and eggs because eggs are always out at the grocery store and smiles 
and smiles because there's so few of them. <laughs> so sad. Ouch. Uh, yes. Okay. So here's the thing about the kangaroo's performance. You know, she had been praised for doing a lot of these emotional feelingsy songs and so I think that that's what she was trying to do here and maybe she felt look I'm, I think I'm going home because they can kind of hear each other or whatever so look I'm going to do a song I love I'm going to do a song that's my brand and then shoot my shot and see how it goes because I think the songs that she's been praised for the most have been the ones that are like this so I can't really falter for making that choice and it was a hell of a lot closer than I ever thought it was going to be right and that's the crazy part is I did not think it would be or should be. And it was. And right. it's upsetting because I think the kangaroo could have taken it, but right. they did it. And I, I, I'm one of the people that said that I, one of my favorite performances from the early uh, ons of the season back in 2018, when it premiered was when the kangaroo did dancing on my own. I loved that mm-hmm. rendition. That was one of my mm-hmm. favorite performances, but it didn't hit the same vocally on the night, and it also wasn't enough to carry her to the next round. Mm-hmm. So, right? No, I mean, I remember you saying, uh, "Like the the kangaroo could take it all." Like after that first episode, you yeah. know, because that performance was so strong. So here we are, kangaroo loses that SmackDown. Although I guess do you have anything to say about uh, it? Was good. Oh, those ghosts. Yes. The ghosts in the background. Okay. So you have you ever like made ghosts by like for Halloween or whatever? You like take up some like crumpled uh, like tissue paper, like cloth or whatever. And then you make the little head of the ghost and then you like tie it. And then it like, you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? No. What are you talking about? Okay, so there were these little like homemade Halloween decorations. You could do them with like tissue paper and stuff. You'd make these little ghosts and they would just be like a really like a ball head and then just like ghosty stuff sticking. You know what I mean? Like it's whatever. Anyway, the background, the people who know, the people in the know know what I'm talking about. And that's what it looked like in the background. Like real little tiny head, small ghosts with lots of hangy downies. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Hangy downies, <laughs> you know, like I, like the fabric that hangs down. I mean, I understand that you've explained this for the last two minutes, but I don't know if that necessarily translates to. Oh, I get what you're talking about now. Why can't razzle dazzle be a fun rhyme? Hangy downies should also count. No, like this. <laughs> hangy downies can mean some inappropriate things as well. <laughs> Fine, I'm done. Laugh with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I would like to, in summation, the kangaroo was doo-doo. Okay, so. Oh, wow, yeah, because you're going to be getting winning awards for that one. <laughs> I I don't claim that I will be. You're the one that wants an award. You should start a fragrance called Wanted by Puya. <laughs> no. For your fame, for when you become famous. Yeah, I'm just going to capitalize off of Jesse McCartney's already used 10-year-old line of cologne. Well, look, trends come back, and it was a great idea. No. If anything, I would bring back Razzle Dazzle, and it'll be Razzle Dazzle by Puya. All right, fine. What isn't okay is the fact that none of these clues made sense in the kangaroo's pouch or bag. Um. So there was a record player, there was the Big Ben, there was a ship in a bottle, 
there was a stick of lipstick and the tag said first. Yep. Okay. Sure. And I would like to say if the tag that said first was a reference to first things first, I'm the realist. You already canceled this clue by saying that the kangaroo is not from Australia. So this was an outdated clue, in my opinion, because I believe that's what it was. Okay. Ew, I see. Yeah. Then, then I'm about to throw you the biggest curve of them all. This show is the first time I've ever sang in front of anyone. Was mm-hmm. that the biggest curve of them all? Were all the guesses singers? I don't remember. That's a genuine. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's a little, it's interesting to be like, oh, but see, I'm going to shock you so much that I've never sang in front of anyone before. Like, that's how amazing I am. But uh, it feels like a humble brag. I mean, it goes back to last week. Oh, I haven't had any professional vocal training or dancing. Yeah. New to singing. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm technically new to podcasting compared to one Rob Sesternino. Who isn't? We're all amateurs. Exactly. I mean, I'm not great, but like, you know, I know what a microphone is and I can sit in front of it and yell for an hour or so and complain like I'm good at that. Where are you going with this? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, My life is like a yo-yo, which is what the middle of the turntable looked like, not a basketball. Didn't look like a yo-yo. It was a yo-yo. It did not look like a yo-yo. Yeah, it did. No. Yeah. No. Okay, but it definitely did, though. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone agreed to disagree with Ken Jong and his ridiculous Kira Knightley um, guess. You know, I've started tuning them out. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is still the episode I only put 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50% effort into. What? So look, ask me next week when I actually paid attention. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to you're gonna pay attention to this thing along spectacular. Two- oh, yeah. Shoot. Okay, fine. Two weeks from now. You know what? I'll host two weeks from now. I'll show you how much I paid attention. Yeah? Yeah. All right. It's official. Liana will be taking the reins two weeks from now. You're going to forget that you agreed to this until we record. And I can tell that's going to be you. the case. How dare you? <laughs> well, before I say anything else, I'd like to say that Robin Thicke also picked Lala Anthony for his guess. And Nicole went with Black China, which wasn't a terrible guess. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Like, it's so hard to comment on that when I know that the kangaroo gets revealed and I have so many things to say about Jordan Woods. Well, you gotta reel it in. Uh, I ain't out here to go fishing. Is that a reference to something? No, you said reel it in. Oh, well, that's the perfect bait to segue into before we go to the next person. We're going to take a quick pause and get a message in from a sponsor. Let's worm our way to our next sponsor. And now we're back and ready to tackle box the next person uh, because Liana has a very weird thing she says. And we somehow landed on doing fishing puns to segue from the last performance to the commercial to the next performance. What are you waiters for? Is that supposed to be like waters? 
No, like waiters. Like you wear waiters when you're out fishing in the river. And like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiters? You know, it's so funny when I explain it. So. Can we talk about the astronauts? I, I wish I wish I could just be like, Liana, those jokes are off the hook. Like a fishing uh, hook, but I can't. Why not? Because they're not funny, and I don't have a pun way to say that to you. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're pretty fly. No, you know, it's like sometimes you're doing tuna, and you shouldn't do tuna. You know, I just want to walk the line. Okay, that's all I'm trying to do. Just reel it in. <laughs> all right we've come full circle yeah oh man okay i would like for you to you know test two weeks from now and take over this segment right now okay all right i'll practice okay <laughs> all i can think about is fishing for turtles so that's all that's in my what? mind right you now. can't that is not okay okay so the astronaut and the turtle <laughs> are the next bout and we're from outer space this is this was probably the hardest matchup we're going to have uh, throughout these two V2s. And they didn't make it easy, honestly. Both sides were strong. I think the opposite of the previous round with the Night Angel and the Kangaroo, where the two of them brought in probably one of their more weaker performances. I thought both the astronaut and the turtle were delivering finale-type performances. What say you? Uh, no, I disagree. I thought huh. that the... Astronaut's performance was a little shaky at the beginning, but I do appreciate his effort of doing non-country songs and doing different takes and doing his own interpretation. I love Shawn Mendes, and If I Can't Have You, I think is a really fun choice of a song, even if it wasn't necessarily the best choice for him. So you know what? I appreciate it. It was cool to have the alien out there DJing. So I will I will commend that, but it was it was overall it was fine. It was fine. Is this the second time? This is the second time the alien's been on stage with the astronaut, right? And that <laughs> I think the last time there might have been like a picture of the alien somewhere, but and I really genuinely don't think that this is a link to who played the alien that one time. I think it 100% has to do with hey, he's an astronaut and like aliens are from outer space. Let's let's put them in there in the performance. I think that's how oh, it yeah. came about. And Oh yeah, no, completely. Also, was the alien in like a buggy and was this supposed to be Mars? I kind of was getting a Mars rover vibe thing. Yeah, I did write down Mars rover uh, and Mars rocks. So that was I had the exact same feeling because I I guess that's what they were going for. I mean, where else do we we have rovers? The moon, I suppose. But it was very red themed. So, you know. Um, Okay. yeah. So um, first of all, so the the bout their history, their whole like story was, oh, the panel gets the same person for us. We're very, very similar, which like we've been new. I thought this was fine. I did also write that um, the astronaut was very nervous and I don't understand Mm -hmm. because when the astronaut isn't nervous, the astronaut is amazing. And the astronaut is, we believe, to be a very, very, very well-known singer and somewhat decorated singer for what they've done in their field. So I do not understand where the nerves are coming from. I don't get mm-hmm. it. It's weird to me. I wish the astronaut believed in himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I have completely, completely unearned confidence 
And I wish that I could give a little bit of that to the astronaut because he totally deserves it. Like, you go, boy. (laughs) Oh, I need to save as much of my confidence than I have. So I wouldn't dish any of mine to the astronaut. Oh, I have plenty. And it gets me into trouble all the time. So I will happily give up some of my unearned confidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, 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 so. I thought the crowd work was also good. And I thought that ultimately the astronaut did a lot of good things on their performance. And I think the astronaut is a sleeper. I could see the astronaut in the final three. I really could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, where did, where did I see that somewhere on a Facebook post or something? Ah, yeah. From the patron group. So one of our patrons uh, went to the taping and said that the astronaut is so much more fun live. He was the only person that really kept his character going the whole time and interacted with the audience a bunch uh, in downtime. And that stuff, I mean, that's like, that's like the social game of the mass singer. You know what I mean? And that's so cool. I wish we could get to see that. But of course the editors never show us social game. They only tell us. So maybe we'll never know. (laughs) We'll never know. As far as the clues that came out of the astronauts bag, we had a White House. We had a big airplane. We had a light bulb and we had an accordion. But I don't want to talk about any of those clues because I found I caught a clue that I understood. So I want to talk about that one. So the tag on the astronauts bag read warning. Do not open. Okay, but. Warning had a lightning bolt on it underneath it. So mm-hmm. Hunter Hayes has a song called Storm Warning. Ooh, that's so good. Boom. Thank you. That's that's all I got for you today. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Hunter <laughs> Hayes we're done. plays the accordion. <laughs> Um, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. No, no. Wait. Sorry. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that until you said. OK, so because I think it's Hunter Hayes based on the voice, not because I have figured out anything with the clues. So now it's all confirmation bias trying to Google the clues and figure out if it makes sense. OK, so what I did was I Googled Hunter Hayes White House because the White House was one of the things that was in the bag. There is a video of him performing at the White House in 1999. Okay, so he's like seven years old at the time. No. And he's, yeah, dude, and he's playing accordion. For who? For the president. He's at the White House. Why? Is it like and a Bill, talent show I've, thing? I've, like, I've, was he cele- okay. was he famous at that point? No, he wasn't famous. But like Bill Clinton's like clapping, like losing it to this like tiny kid playing the accordion. And he was doing amazing at playing the accordion. I mean, I don't know how to play the accordion, but it sounded amazing. And then is the big airplane like his first experience on a jumbo jet? Like, what is that? Potentially. It's entirely possible. Oh, like they flew him out. Like all of the clues were. So the light bulb is you cluing in and the light bulb going off on the other clues, which was he got on a plane and went to the White House and played the accordion. I feel like we're. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. But he played the accordion at like seven years old in front of Bill Clinton. Okay. Presidential Clinton's remarks at a performance by Hunter Hayes at a congressional picnic is what the thing says. September 23rd, 1999. And this is from the Presidential Library. Yes, the footage is of Hunter Hayes, who was at the time seven years old, performing at the White House. As he got older, Hunter would later go on to become an accomplished professional musician. And then obviously they'll have to add an addendum to that and mass singer contestant. Huh. Okay. Well, that explained more clues than I thought. 
in one go. That's crazy. <laughs> so, it's insane. This clip yeah. is insane. Well, shoot it my way so I can see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then... Yeah, so, yeah, then uh, the astronaut's like, I'm an open book, so now it's your mission to unearth who I am. Unearth, because he's an astronaut, so. Nailed it. Unearth, like, not Earth, because he's an astronaut, so. Genius. What wasn't genius was Ken Jeong's guess of Seth Green. Ooh, the Ben Platt guess was also pretty bad. That was, like, uh, not great. Like, Ben Platt, I mean... No offense to Hunter Hayes, but Ben Black and sang. Okay, so would you? Pr- wow, that's why it was bad. Okay, <laughs> I love you, Hunter Hayes. <laughs> so here's my. Okay, so would you prefer a poo poo platter, a pun pun platter, or a Ben platter? Platter. <laughs> I'm still going poo poo platter, man. That's Delicious. a weird thing to say. Okay. Have you ever had a poo poo platter? No. Or are you just going based on the funny name? No, okay, based you know on what? the, the Next time uh, untasty we get name. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? What? Okay. I know what we're having for dinner. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me. Turtle comes through. And earlier I talked about hey, so the kangaroo and one other person had a vocal performance on the night. No razzle-dazzle. And it worked for one of them. Turtle nailed this performance. Smoky Floor was pretty much the most the turtle did outside of singing. And the song was Let It Go by James Bay. And this was amazing. This was a winning performance. This was If this was the finale, the turtle's winning. Like, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hands down, because I I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know if the astronaut was going to win or the turtle was going to win. But it was abundantly clear midway through this performance that the astronaut's losing this matchup to me. I was not shocked in the least. Yeah, I wasn't either. I definitely thought that the turtle was going to win here based on the performances. But it did remind me a little bit of the Rottweilers performance. Uh, like a little bit of like Rottweilery vibes because mm-hmm. remember he did a live by Sia that was like oh my gosh this is so amazing and he still ended up losing to the Fox so I'm not like ready to call it oh my god he definitely win but this was this hit me right in the feels man yeah well that's what I'm saying is that it could like it would be at a finale because I could see the, so the reason I've picked the frog I could see the frog doing a very crowd heavy, razzle dazzle heavy performance and beating out the pure vocals of a, another front runner. So I could see that going down. But what I think honestly is that I know last week, I think I said the kitty has the strongest vocals. I might give it, I might move the meter over to turtle for now and be like, I think turtle has the strongest vocals until we see what the kitty does in two weeks. Oh yeah. No, the turtle's great. I mean, that's why, cause wait, who, who did I who did I draft? Okay. I so, drafted Night Angel and Turtle, right? No, 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 no. So you drafted Night Angel, and then I took the frog and the turtle, and then you took Kitty, I must Kitty have been. An astronaut, I think, and then I took the kangaroo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which honestly well, in thinking, thinking on a female to win. <laughs> well, in thinking about it, you know, since last week. We should have done it where since you had the first pick, I had second and third, you had fourth, then we should have each picked one and not given you fourth and fifth because you had the benefit of being first. But it doesn't matter. It's fine. I'm going to win. Uh, that's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> 
And not because of your picks. No, no, no. But because of your picks being yours. Okay. So, yeah. So, what did you think of the Turtles' performance then, ultimately? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. It was really emotional. I thought it was fun. And I was, like I said, not surprised that the Turtle beat the astronaut here. Clue-wise... I have no idea what any of this means. We got the arrow thing. the col- Oh, no, the cologne, which I already talked about. Of course, wanted by Jesse. Gavel, the baseball mitt. I don't know. The notebook thing with a crown on it. Oh, and then, yes, the uh, 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 the never keep open this bag. The new kids on the block clue, which I love the fact of it's definitely a red herring. Or I think Jesse McCartney like opened for them or something. So it would still actually fit as a clue. But then I went back and I looked at all the other phrases and tried to make acronyms out of them. So, for example, from the astronauts bag, it said... Warning, do not open, which stands for WDNO. So I googled WDNO. It is a radio station broadcasting a Spanish variety format. Oh, no. See, I thought WDNO was to the wet. No, to the walls. Why would you think that? Why would you think that a Spanish radio is a clue? (laughs) Because who knows with the clues anymore? No one knows. There are no rules. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love the uh, genius of, hey, could these be red herrings? Because I do think that New Kids on the Block and the, the arrow pointing a certain way to be like one direction are very good red herrings, but they could also be a collective clue of this is someone who wasn't a boy band, but not one of these because that would be too obvious to you guys. So, mm-hmm. and then queen passport or the queen thing. Yes, that could be like a nod to queen. It could be a nod to passports. I don't know. You know, could it be Jason Derulo? He's got lipstick marks. No, on his I passport. didn't think it was a passport. I thought it was just a notebook. I wrote po- notebook initially, and then they called it a passport. And I thought, hey, it could be a passport. Who knows? Oh, um, maybe. Yeah, and then the judge's gavel, which I actually like them trying to go. I think it was Robin who guessed Adam Lambert, and no, Jenny who talked about Adam Lambert was a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I think being a guest judge of something or a judge of something makes sense. But there's so many shows out there with so many judges that who knows what that clue could mean. I mean, yeah, it could be anything. It could be like, oh my god, it's Nicole. She's a judge of the Masked Singer. It could be Jesse McCartney. His uh, favorite show when he was five was Judge Judy. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. No rules, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe he caught the premiere of Judge Jerry or something, who knows. <laughs> yes, Judge Jerry, baby! Oh, man. When this whole thing blows over, I'm still excited to go to that. Right, but I, I will have to say that, especially now that this whole thing is happening, and then when it eventually blows over, there's going to be a myriad of things I'm going to want to do before we go to Judge Jerry. Are you kidding me? That's not the top of your list. <laughs> I know it's surprising, but no. I top of mine. I want to have a meal outside. <laughs> so sad. I know. I don't. I just want to, you know, like order my food and then say thank you and then sit down or sit down and look at a menu and order my food and then eat it. Like oh. just the luxuries. The luxuries. Simple things in life, man. Yeah. What are the face off? Turtle. 
Now, we talk about the Battle of the Sixes coming up in, let me get my math right, two, four, three weeks from now? Uh. So, <laughs> so pr- pretty much, pretty much, it'll be like April 29th. <laughs> we'll be into May when we talk about the Mass Singer Super Six or... Uh, the sexy six or the yeah, battle April, of the yeah april 29th is the top six episode like that's yeah. insane may 6th is the top five ah so close it could have been on may 5 and then it would have been five 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 is this a reference of something that i'm not familiar with bye 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 and sync but it's three fives uh... That was on the on the episode. No, no. I mean, I know. I'm aware that was the astronauts' so, performance, which was so fine. And Sync is a boy band that had Justin Timberlake in it, and nope. and the season one's um, Joey Fatone. Oh, I know him. Rabbit, yeah, and uh, Lance Bass. Okay, well, you know, we're a little bit out of sync here. So, how about we uh, hot stuff back? To oh, the what was that? That's a hot step back. I don't know. They were both fine. The Astros hand motion is like the egg, so I was rooting for them. Also, they're on my team, which I now know, so of course I was rooting for them. <laughs> yes. It was, again, I almost didn't want to watch the SmackDown because I felt like there's no way this is going to shake out any other way. Uh, um, and I thought the kangaroo started strong with the uh, the hot stuff. But then it got weak by the end. And it was kind of like, you know, petered out. And then the astronaut did bye, bye, bye. But and it was the perfect Smackdown song because it's like in your face. And it's like, bye, you're not going to make it. And they pretty much paid no attention to the kangaroo. And like we're working the crowd and like doing the dances with the crowd. And then at the end, the last bye, 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 they faced the kangaroo. I thought that was Phenomenal. That was great mm-hmm. choice, great work. That was almost as good as the leopard doing R-E-S-P-E-C-T, almost, but it was good, okay? And then, I thought it was over, but no, 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 no. Now we gotta endure the verbal smackdown, where the kangaroo said, I lit up the stage tonight, so astronaut, you can moonwalk your way out of here, and then the crowd's like, ooh. It's like basically when two sixth graders get into it at lunch, and everyone's like, you know, agitating them. And then the kangaroo, and then the astronaut says, the kangaroo came in with hot stuff, but we looking for out of this world over here. And then everyone's like, ooh. Ooh. Good times. And then in my notes, I have the result. Bye, 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 kangaroo. Ah, oh, bye, 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 kangaroo. How sad. How sad indeed. But the judges have one more chance to redeem themselves with final guesses. So, Ken Jong changes his guest to Cat Dealey of So You Think You Can Dance. Robin Thicke says Lala Anthony keeps it there. Nicole keeps it there with Black China. Yvette Nicole Brown keeps it there with Aisha Curry. But, Jenny McCarthy, okay, there have been no new clues given since her last guest. And Jenny McCarthy, for some reason, somehow, in the... Uh, 11th hour is that the phrase i'm pretty sure i nailed it in the yep. 11th hour says jordan woods okay i have a comment about this so the person who reached out to me also said the biggest note from me is probably about the editing of the judges comments my goodness do they edit that down so robin thick talks so much longer than ken and probably what ken said only a tenth of it made the air 
So, and also they cut a bunch of Robin's comments about the turtle that probably gave away too much. So my assumption is, is that the judges are guessing the correct people. They're like throwing out a bunch of guesses and then the editors are picking and choosing which ones they show and they don't show the correct guesses until we get closer. So it doesn't like spoil the audience. That's my guess. Okay. And it wasn't edited out. Am I right? right? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so I, I totally could see that. And I would agree. I mean, like Robin th- said on this episode, they're relatively stupid. They're not that stupid. Some of the guesses have been very stupid. Um, however, the Jordan Woods, even she said that she hadn't brought it up before. Like, mm-hmm. that just seemed... No, didn't someone guess Jordan Woods earlier? No. Was that no, you? That was me. That was me <laughs> who was like remember. looking at the the beef stuff and like the feuds and I was like, oh, so there's this person, Jordan Woods, but she doesn't have a wiki, so I can't really look her up and validate anything. But like, I guess that's my that's my guess and that's all I really uh-huh, had to hang it. on. Um. So yeah. So I don't know how Jenny got there out of nowhere, supposedly. Ugh, but Cheaters. Yeah. But they took it off and um, they're like, oh my god, Jordan Woods, entrepreneur, model, bup, bup. and I'm like, but you can't be all these things and then not have a wiki page. Oh yeah, no, for sure. That should be 100% disqualifying. Like, are you kidding me? You you can't not have a Wikipedia page, right? Like, Rob Sesternino has a Wikipedia page, okay? Jordan Woods does not have a Wikipedia page. No, she has an Instagram page. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. People's pets have Instagram pages. There are dogs with more followers than I'd have. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know. And then some of the clues that they said at the end that they explained. Mm-hmm. Go I off. Will, you, no, you said this was your one qualm. So I'm going to give this to you to kick things off. So I'm sorry. The So it was a model plane. <laughs> Yeah. But then now we're like, oh, it's the wooden model plane. Therefore, woods and wooden are like the connective tissue. And she was a model on Instagram and the plane was wooden. So that's where that clue. Come on. Like, that is insane to me. What? The, the material? I got to look at the material and be like, oh, so that T-shirt that has a writing on it is 100%, no, sorry, 98% cotton, cotton, and it's a blend. What does that mean? Like, really? That's a thing? That's a thing? I mean, I love that I can look back and be like, hey, uh, Puya, you guessed that, you know, the... The, the 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 kangaroos like family member was a potted plant and it looked like it was a cabin in the woods. You said that. So you were on the money. I mean, I hate that I was with that. But I mean, I guess I can give myself credit for that. Yeah. The, what did you think about the vine and the gramophone clue? So, OK, as someone who was a fan of vine, R.I.P. Vine uh, in its heyday, I went and looked up her. I, I had I've watched many compilations. On YouTube, I had the Vine app, and I watched Vines there. I had never heard of Jordan Woods, ever. I went and looked. Doesn't really have the notoriety that you would expect. So, that's not great. And then, the gramophone being Instagram, um, again, there are dogs with high number of followers. There are people with, like, Instagram followers mean nothing. Unless you're making your bread, you're making your money there, then like you have the followers, good for you, you're 
pedaling, your T's or your Fabletics, what have you. Good on you. I'm happy you're making your money. But I feel like that is such a throwaway get clue of all the clues you gave us. What did the baby room mean? What did the basketball court mean? Give me those clues. Don't give me the generic, oh, they also have an Instagram account that has a high number of followers. Because like that's a, anyone can have that. There are, like, there are dogs that have that. There are cats that have that. Okay, here's the thing. I get phonogram because it's like Instagram. <laughs> but we're talking like a device that is used like okay, let me okay. Here we go. Okay, gramophone, gramophone. Okay. okay. A gramophone is a device for the mechanical recording and production of sound. Sound. Instagram is visual. I was like, what? Well, like, fine. I get it. Fine. It's like a technically you're correct. I Liana, guess. <laughs> would you like to know what makes this even more frustrating? Her huh? dad's occupation, he was a sound engineer. Oh. I could have tied that in somehow. Yeah. Not that it would have helped me at all, but. Not me know. neither. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I think, you know what? I'm to being too hard on the clues because I think if I was in a different mood, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so clever. I love how tricky it is. Like, that's no. awesome. You know what? I might. Okay. Bitch, I might. But here, because I'm just so mad about the stupid sing along episode, it's really hard for me to be focused on the pot. You know what? Like Paula Calafiore says, I got to keep feeding the positive because then the negative just goes away and all you have left is positive. Okay. So feeding the positive. This are great clues. I loved them so much. Wow. Just outstanding. Okay. Well, okay. Um, yeah. So the show ends with Jordan Woods singing and she gone now. It's fine. Um, and next week, we're going to be talking all the shenanigans or none of the shenanigans, depending on questions that we may get. But right now, we have some questions that we got that we're going to answer. Okay? okay? And by questions, we have one question and one comment. So this will be quick. So Felipe asks, should not having a Wikipedia page disqualify people from being on The Masked Singer? Yes. You've already said yes. I already <laughs> said yes. So that is the thing that happened. We also had another listener that was actually at the live taping. And that is Nicole. So Nicole wrote in and said, I went to this taping. Dark Angel sounds very different live. Jenny hit me with her pen. So she got a ricochet situation with a pen that was thrown by Jenny. She should be on The Masked Singer next season. She she has no wiki page, I'm guessing. No wiki she, page. But she's got a connection with one of the judges, which is more than so, I can say for Jordan Woods. And that's what you need for one of the clues, right? When they bring out the birthday cake or the mm-hmm. violin or the whatever, like, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. so, haha. So then uh, Nicole also said, also, Astronaut is so much more fun live. He was the only person that really kept his character going the whole time and interacted with the audience a bunch in downtime. I described him as having Big Mickey energy. Big Mickey energy. Right, as in mouse, most likely. Oh, gotta work that. Gotta get that crowd work in. That's what I'm saying. It's very important. It's very important in this show. And that, that's what game. I'm feeling. That's what I'm, yeah, 100%. <laughs> The razzle-dazzle is the social game. I mean, if you're going to make people sit there for six hours, yeah, the ones that make them laugh or make them feel like they're involved more, that those are the people that are going to be rewarded and respected. 
I mean, that like, look, social connections are necessary. We we are social creatures. Okay. Social connections are necessary. So if you want to win the Mass Singer, don't have a Wikipedia page and <laughs> be fun uh, as a performer. So the end. We nailed it. We got the formula down. Nailed oh, it. and perform different songs. You have to do the variety. What did I, what else did I say was the key? <gasps> we should make the Ron Clark rules version, but for the Mass Singer, the Liana Boris rules. Nope. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we want. We need. You should be in charge of oh, doing this. I am one hundred percent qualified. No, no, it's not the qualification. It's just like, do we want the rules to come from someone who is really mad at the show? <laughs> um, no. So <laughs> I don't have a good comeback. I'm not, look, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. All right. And on that note, <laughs> if you like this podcast and would like to leave a rating or review, please go to www.robhasawebsite.com slash masked singer. That's one word. And Leona, where can people find you? And what are you going to be up to this week? I am recording the rhapb b with Mike Bloom and special guest Dave Jorgensen, who is a TikTok celeb. So maybe he'll be on The Mass Singer soon. <laughs> and I'm also getting together with uh, Amon and Brent to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are the other two things I have going on. And you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. You can find me on all major platforms at Puyaism. I'll be actually on with Taryn Armstrong this evening, this week, uh, talking Survivor. We're going to get through all those things. It was a fun episode, a lot to talk about there. So I'm very excited to uh, do that. And that's about it from me, of course. This was a lot of fun for me, even though it seems like there was a lot of anger and distaste. This is still the show that brings me silly joy. It brings me the capability to watch a show without having to think a lot. And uh, for that, I say thank you, Mass Singer. Thank you very much. And uh, as far as all you listeners go, thank you for tuning in. You are all leopards, and we will unmask you in two weeks. But we will be here next week to talk about other stuff. Take care, and remember, from the chicken dinner and the bronze medal. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>